Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon! gentlemen it's your host anime nerd and your boy is back yes we're back again i'm so happy and excited to do this podcast like i don't even know why i'm just on 10 today with doing podcasts but today podcast i I decided to go back back to what i used to enjoy doing and when i first started for those of you guys in the beginning with me i used to do manga reviews and it got to the point where manga reviews started kind of feeling like repetitive and I was tired of doing it. But this time I decided I'm going to go back and just do it again because it was a lot of fun doing the manga review for Promise Neverland and everything like that. And so it's sad to see it kind of finish. And so, but with this chapter coming up of My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Super, which are the two mangas I'm going to be discussing, I figure I'll go ahead and do a podcast of the my initial thoughts and my prediction of everything. Because I'm pretty sure people like to hear other people's um, prediction and what they think. Because I know for a fact I enjoy listening to other people predict what's going to happen. So I figure why not do my own because I predict all the time. So... Let's go on to it. But before we go into it for real, I just want to do an anime of the spotlight that I know I don't usually do this, but I'm just saying you guys need to sit watch The God of High School. I'm pretty sure if you follow me on Instagram, you see me posting stuff about it. Look, I'm reading the manga right now, and it's a blast right now. I promise to you, you have to read the manga because the manga is a little bit different than the anime. The anime is doing a good job following the story, but there's certain things in the in the manga that happened in the story. I mean, that didn't happen in the anime. So you kind of got to read and kind of pay attention to it because I noticed they're kind of jumping through some stuff or I wouldn't even say necessarily jumping through some stuff. They're just not hitting certain points and things like that because there's certain fighters that they haven't shown in the anime that they showed in the manga in the very beginning and stuff like that. And I understand they're trying to keep it a little bit different so it won't be like a copy of Pegs verbatim, but yet they're still following the same story arc with different, you know, like, how should I say? Different outcomes in a way. Because in one of the fight, somebody won where in the manga, the person that was fighting that person actually forfeited because they didn't want to lose an arm. And but in the anime, it showed that person beating that person. That's why I say you got to read the manga 
to truly understand it. But the anime is doing a phenomenal job. Like they're only three episodes in, so if you haven't seen it, you you don't have to worry about catching up too much. Just watch it. Uh, it's three episodes in, and I promise you, the fight scenes in that show is amazing so far. I am hooked on it. It comes out on Monday. I don't know the exact date it comes out, but I know on Monday, I always expect to watch it. So definitely go check it out. I promise to you guys, you guys will enjoy it if you like fighting type anime that isn't outside that is outside the Dragon Ball Z-verse and um, everything like that. So I promise to you guys, watch it. You won't be disappointed. Now, on to today's topic. So, I figure I'll go ahead and start off with Dragon Ball Super. If you guys are reading the manga, I can't even say where I last left off because truthfully I haven't covered it in a while. So, But for those of you who are keeping up with the manga, you guys know that Vegeta was fighting Moro, who is this magical old evil villain that has magical powers. And this is a little bit different than what your usual Z fighter would go through. I, li- I really like this arc so far just because it is a little bit different as far as the enemy that they're um, facing. But overall, it's a good story. I like I like Moro. He's definitely bringing a breath, a breath of fresh air into the whole Dragon Ball Super whole dynamic and everything because Goku and them never faced an enemy like this before. Uh, I'm pretty sure... I would love to see Moro face Jiren, but I'll say that prediction towards near the end. I'm not going to go into it too much. So let me just go ahead and into it. So chapter 62 is called Edge of Defeat. Now, last time we checked, Moro was escaping from Vegeta and absorbed 73. I believe that's the monster name. And 73 is a monster who, if he touched the back of your neck, he can absorb your ability. And keep that ability, kind of like stockpile it, but he can only use it like for like 30 minutes or so. So Moro, before the fight even began, he had 73 touch the back of his neck to pretty much copy his ability if need be. So pretty much Moro was losing to Vegeta because Vegeta was getting an upper hand, y'all. At one moment, Vegeta was winning the fight. Now, automatically, Vegeta was winning the fight. People were like, oh, he's stronger than Goku. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. Vegeta wasn't necessarily stronger than Goku. And I know a lot of Vegeta fans are going to be like, well, anime nerd, you don't know what you're talking about. Vegeta had an ability where he can separate the soul from them. Goku didn't learn that, but Moro was still technically stronger than Vegeta, but because Vegeta hits with Lana and Moro didn't know the tricks of it, Vegeta was still in the souls that Moro sucked, making him weaker. Therefore, Vegeta eventually became stronger than Moro because he was weaker than Moro with that ability. It wasn't saying necessarily that Vegeta became stronger than Goku. I wouldn't even go that far in saying all that because Goku still had the Ultra Instinct Omen, and I'm pretty sure Ultra Instinct Omen can beat what Vegeta is on. I'm just saying. Now, we can argue that because that's one of those type of things that you got to go back and forth. Well, you see here or you see here. Those are those type of things pretty much on that part. But for me, I, I believe Vegeta is not stronger than Goku. And I know a lot of Vegeta fans hate that it's the Goku show. But at the end of the day, Dragon Ball, 
Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super is the Goku show. He is the main character. So all you guys who are upset that Vegeta can never get a shine on or stuff like that, look, you got to take it how you can get it. Like, think about it. Naruto, certain characters will never get a shine because it's Naruto's show. It's just going to be how it is. Like, for me, I accept the fact that Gohan will never get a shine on Dragon Ball Super like he used to because this is the Goku and Vegeta show, but Goku is the main focal point. So, therefore, Vegeta will always play second fiddle to Goku. And once you accept it, you just accept it. But uh, let me stop because I feel like I'm going to go ahead and start offending a whole lot of people. I'm going to have a whole lot of hate mail. So, I'm not going to go into it too much. I'm sorry if I offended you, but it's one of those tough pills to swallow. Anyway, so the chapter picked up and Goku, Vegeta, not Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, and uh, Jocko were all like, Noticing when Vegeta fell down, they were all like braced for impact because Moro came back and he had a different ability, uh, uh, like a look, a different look. He looked a lot younger. He don't look like the moral of the fight. So Vegeta blasts off from the ground and was pretty much saying, is that so? I'll tear you apart once again. Pretty much thinking because he can fight Moro in this new, stronger state that he's in. So Vegeta rushed to it and... Moro easily dodged it and pretty much was like dodging all of Vegeta's attack with ease now. Vegeta, being the type of person that Vegeta is, he's going to get frustrated. He got frustrated and pretty much all the other Z fighter was looking onto it. And Piccolo mentioned saying that Moro will be back to his former strength if we run out the clock. So pretty much they was anticipating that because of 73 ability for being like 30 minutes or more, that more will eventually get weakened. So all they have to do is stall. But more said, in fact, that there is no time limit for the new power that he has. So this meaning more is a completely different character than 73. And now that he has 73 ability, which he took Piccolo regeneration ability into effect and everything like that. Anything that more uh, 73 had before more ate him uh, became part of moral, this new moral. I want to call him super moral because it's like an evolved form or something. I don't know, moral imperfect or moral perfect self kind, kind of type stuff. I don't know how you want to call it. But anyway, within the fight, Vegeta was fighting and moral teleported right behind Vegeta, grabbing by his neck. Therefore, and you know what happened when 73 touched somebody behind the neck? Moro did the same thing for Vegeta. And now he got Vegeta ability and gained his special ability. Uh, so everybody was kind of kind of tense. Gohan was like, oh, man, did he just copy Vegeta? And pretty much within the fight, you see Vegeta getting beat up. And Moro did a big bang attack. And Gohan was replying that it's shot. That he was shocked to say that's Vegeta's move, uh, pretty much. Now, let me take a pause in between this real quick. I like to see that Gohan finally having a little bit of dialogue in it, a little bit of more say. Not he might not be saying too much, but hey, look, for us Gohan fan, we'll take a little bit at a time and pretty much of that stuff. So back into it. Moro sent a big bang attack at Vegeta. Everybody braced for it. Vegeta got hit by it and was pretty much 
on the ground. Moreover, said, what that's supposed to impress anyone? Such a grandish name for such an ordinary chi blast. Pretty much insulting Vegeta's special ability, which is kind of messed up and everything like that. And now, so pretty much everybody who, you know, the usual family member like Boma saw Vegeta getting beat up. And I know something, Boma don't really react like how I would think Chi-Chi would react. Chi-Chi would react in a whole different way than Boma. Boma was like, Vegeta was getting intense. But I guess because she know her husband and Boma been around the whole series since the very beginning that she's used to seeing those type of uh, people get beat up but always manage to come back out on top. So they talked to Dende. Dende said, I can go restore their energy. So Dende was on his way to restore their energy. Krillin had a sensu bean in his hand, which he should have probably gave Goku right in the beginning or gave to everybody. At least everybody had one sensu bean, so that way everybody could be on top of the power. But Krillin kind of beat up, and he's trying to make his way to it. Uh, Gohan and Piccolo started charging up in the fight and pretty much was trying to attack, you know, do their little team attack. And more with ease, block them, kick them, and everything like that. Uh, he sent Gohan a whole bunch of Kai, Kai blasts and pretty much blasted Gohan in the air. While Piccolo was on the ground, he tried to grab a hold of Moro, but more easily just blast Piccolo himself. And then Gohan did this weird ability. I would call it like a little ring where I don't even know. I want to. I won't call it destructo ring. I, I want to believe Krillin used it or not Krillin, but it reminded me of the move that Gotenks use where they trap Boo in a little circle and hold him. Gohan did the same thing to Mora and managed to hold him. And then Goku came up, and I want to say Goku was releasing Super Saiyan God Blue and teleported with a Kamehameha and pretty much riding, riding blasting Mora right in his face. And Mora lost his arm on that one. But if you guys remember, Mora is Zord 73. So 73 has the ability to regenerate his arm. So that's what he did. Mora regenerated his arm. But as he regenerated his arm, he walked to Goku and right there and then impaled Goku right in the chest. And if you guys remember, when Goku got impaled in the chest last time, it was because of special being canon. So he had this this face that reminds me of the old the old Dragon Ball Z series. He pretty much got impaled and everybody looked in shock as they see Goku and in his face just pretty much like eyes dilated. He had that face that when he first got special being Kim. That's all I can really remember from it. And Moro removed his hand and was like, yes, Piccolo Regeneration. Did I fail to mention that the abilities 73 copy are now mine forever with no pesky time limit? Go on, scream, Dad. Now, hear me out this. This is why... I can get upset with Gohan sometimes. He screamed dad and then rushed into the fight and pretty much punched more in the back of his head, but didn't do nothing. Kicked him in his body, didn't do nothing. You getting all upset. Gohan, what happened to the rage that you had? Like the rage when you get mad to that point. Look, your dad just got impaled. You got more upset with an android that stomped on the ground and pretty much got his head collapsed by cell and you went Super Saiyan 2. But the only thing he could do is dad and rush in the force. But I even I wouldn't even say he was in ultimate mode. I don't even know what happened. Gohan. Oh man. I feel like I'm a I'm a 
I'm a Browns fan. Like every year you expect something great to happen, but let down every single time. And if you're a Browns fan, Cleveland Brown fan, it's no offense. It's just the truth. I mean, you pretty much think every year is going to be a new year and you get the same result. So maybe one year we all might get what we want, right? Anyway, Dende was on his way and Piccolo was like, Dende, what are you doing? But Moro noticed it too because he had the same ability as Piccolo. So Piccolo like, stop, Dende, no more telepathy. But, you know, it's already too late. Uh, So Moro like, I see another of your Namekian abilities. Damn it. So pretty much he got Piccolo abilities. And Moro sent out this, like, barrier to protect him and everybody that's in there. I wouldn't even say protect, but to just protect. To stop Dende from healing everybody. So when Dende got there, he couldn't get through to help heal him. And then Krillin's like, what is this this time? Because Krillin's not too far either. He had the sensu beam. So what I think is going to happen is Dende and Krillin's going to both be able to get through the shield. And they're going to heal up everybody. Everybody's going to be back at full power. Because, you know, sensu beam is an amazing type of drug. Hell, if sensu beam was real, I promise to you, the whole entire government and every country will try to find some way to capitalize on these sensu beings. But anyway, I digress. So Piccolo and Jocko got blasted from there and Android 17 and 18 came to try to fight them and try to, you know, sneak up behind pretty much Moro. But when he got behind them, well, when they got behind them, he kind of like pointed his finger in the back, kind of like you do it like a pistol and just blast them. Pretty much. Now, everybody, Dende and Jock, not Dende and Jocko, but Piccolo and Jocko was up, and Piccolo was about to do a special ability, but then he got impelled by his own special ability, which is uh, special being candy, which is kind of sad that you get blasted. But it is what it is. So, in the end, Moro was like, no more nonsense from you, okay? Just lie there, pretty much. And Piccolo collapsed on the ground. So then you pan out. You have Piccolo, Android 18, 17, Vegeta, Goku, and Gohan on the ground. Jocko looking. And Dende was up there. It was like pretty much sad because it was completely useless. But then here he comes. There's like a hole open up in the barrier. And then they fell in. And... Pretty much, you heard a being saying, this isn't over yet, God of Earth. And then they was like, it's you. And then Jocko had out his gun, but then shoot at Moro. Moro dodged it as usual, because let's be real, Jocko isn't strong at all. But then another blast came, and Moro had to protect himself. And here come Miris, Agent Miris. And if you guys have been reading the series, you know who Agent Miris is. Miris is a... Uh, I want to say he's an angel, but he isn't uh like how we is. He can't use his angel powers in in a fight. So technically, Maris is giving Mora a handicap. But Mora say this though, he said, "But you aren't really a Galactic Patrol, are you?" And Maris smiled, and that was it. And then the next chapter will be on August twentieth, and everything like that. So pretty much that's how the chapter ends for that one. Uh, overall, this chapter was pretty interesting. I know a lot of people were happy that Goku didn't get the to save the day type stuff, and that's fine. I didn't want this chapter to end like that anyway. That was to be like kind of like a cop out and everything like that. So, 
And it's like, hey, the story still continue now. Now that Maris is in the field and Dende is in the field as well, Maris will be able to hold off pretty much uh, moral to the point where Dende can do what he got to do to heal them. And then Krillin's going to come in. That's my, now these are my predictions. Krillin's going to come in, give everybody a sense of being, everybody's going to charge up and everything like that. Now, would it be stronger than before since they all had near death experience? We'll see if that still plays a factor for Goku and Vegeta. Maybe it still play a factor for Gohan because he truly isn't really maxed out, but we'll see. We'll digress from that. Now, another thing is that since, since Moro has Vegeta ability now, Goku and Vegeta can't fuse because he can use that ability to knock him out of fusion. So fusion won't work. So since fusion won't work, I'm thinking they're going to have to get another help. And I'm hoping that this time we can either get Broly. I'll take Broly. I wouldn't mind Hit coming along there. And it'll be even cool to have uh, pretty much... You know, the universe, uh, Jiren, pretty much have Jiren come into play. I To me, I'm going to tell you the truth. The way what I saw with Jiren, I think Jiren will beat Moro. But Moro will touch probably the back of Jiren's neck. And then if he gets that ability, then, okay, that's the wrap of that. But those are those are, those are like two of the possibilities that I could see. We get we can get Broly into the play, which I'm, I'm confused why they haven't brought him yet or even trying to mention him. Or we can get uh, Hit or Jiren, which would be pretty interesting as well because they all, these characters are the best of the best. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having them at all in the in the fight because it'll keep it interesting. It'll be a breath of uh, fresh air that somebody else from a different universe is gonna come and help and everything like that. I think right now, as far as the Dragon Ball Super manga go, they're doing a great job. The only thing I don't like that it's come out every month. But at the same time, since it comes out every once a month, it gives them an ability, a chance to go ahead and be able to produce and better content and make people give time for people to predict other stuff and things like that. So it's like a win-win situation for in a way because you still get your story and everything like that, and you still pretty much end up getting a good story and quality of it. Now, now that we're done with that one, we can pretty much move on to My Hero Academia, chapter 278. And pretty much on Japanese, oh, Japanese, and 270, I think the title is called Disaster Walker. A lot been going on with the My Hero Academia franchise, the manga have really stepped up the game and the the enemies, the villains look like they potentially might win and take over Japan. So we'll see how that is. I know some people are predicting time skip and everything like that. So it's one of those type of things that we just have to wait and see and everything like that. So anyway, so the people who are in the chapter, you got... Gaiantomicha, Gaia Tomikia. I don't know how to say his name. Mount Lady, Himiko, Toga, Dobby, Mr. Compressed, Spinner, Skeptic. These are like some of the main people who's on there and everything like that. So in the chapter, it begins, uh, begins when I say it like that. But you got Earphone Jack. I forgot her name. 
pretty much listening around and she was like, she got bad news. Um, the permit had been breached. Something huge is coming their way. And everybody else who's with her, uh, for the most part, is like wondering what's going up. And that's when I'm going to just call it Gigantomax because I can't say his name. Gigantomax, uh, which is the one for all uh hence like little enemy or not even enemy he's more of a like henchman for him that he's just a loyal servant and everything like that so he went on a straight rampage dobby and himiko was on the back of mr compress as well as on the back of him and they're all heading towards the guy with the abilities i can't remember his name why can i not remember his name but anyway then he was heading over to to him because he had finally awoke and pretty much one for all protege finally awoke and had these monster abilities that is very dangerous and everything like that. When I tell you dangerous, it's like when I'm reading it, it's starting to, I, I'm starting to feel like it's pretty much the end of all hope, how, how powerful he became and everything like that. Because it's like, it's like, I don't even know. It's, it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> it's like to the point where it's just, you're just starting to be like, damn, this is it. This is bad. Nobody's going to be able to to survive because I'm going to be real. Deku is not ready at all for it. Deku, Deku is not there yet. He's still learning his abilities. He's still learning how to use everything like that. And... Now that Shigaragi is of that level of one for all, Deku got to hurry up and learn before it's too late or else everybody's life is pretty much in danger and that's it for Deku and them. But anyway, so Gigantomax, and that is not his real name, people. Like I said, I'm just using, giving him a name. He been, uh, he said, I have been waiting for Master. I'm on my way. And he said in four speed and Master, pretty much, and everybody's trying their best to try to slow this man down and everything like that. And it's not really working. So Redestro was fighting one of the other heroes. And they were all getting into him. Mount Lady tried to even stop stop Gigantamax and was pretty much flung. And and Mount Lady is a, is a big lady. So she's pretty powerful. So the fact that he threw her without ease, and he's technically bigger. Then her shows how strong this enemy is. I don't even know how they all expect to finish him. So Midnight was there and was like, get me close near his face. So the dude with the wood, I forgot his name. He threw her, and but Midnight didn't know Dobby was there. So Dobby kind of sent a, like a blast attack and everything like that, kind of sent her flying. So when she hit the ground, she was like, uh, what quirk could possibly stop him? majestic no this thing is too big so she like really we're just helpless and then so then she got in contact with momo she like can you hear me creaty uh so momo was like midnight sensei she like since brute force won't stop and put him to sleep momo was kind of confused and she was like you'll be breaking the law sure but this situation is desperate he must be sedated i don't understand sensei and then by then enemies were her saying she's mine Get the sedated, sedated to the heroes, and then get out of there. If things look dicey, save yourself. And pretty much, 
Yazuro will make a fine leader someday. That's what Midnight was saying. It was kind of this weird thing. Pretty much, it makes it seem like Midnight's about to die, which is about to be a first major death of a hero of with her. Because we see Midnight plenty of times. And I ain't going to lie, Midnight's waifu. So I'm going to kind of take it personal that she might die. And then she pretty much told uh, Momo that I trust your judgment. And then you hear Momo screaming, Sensei, Sensei. And then that was it. They don't hear nothing, lost connection. So Momo was over there, a little bit distraught, and then everything like that. So then the kind of scene kind of turned to Gigantamax and everything like that. And Momo was scared, like, do we throw in the towel or retreat? So then she said, Airflume Jack Tentacle, give me his distance and ETA based on sound. So she's using them to time to plan out her attack pretty much because He's coming at full speed, but Mount Lady managed to hold him back just a little bit. And Mount Lady said this thing like, I haven't been this clingy since middle school. Damn it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I don't know how clingy she is in real life, but that would be interesting. So Airphone Jack said like he slowed down, but only for a little bit. And Tentacle was like, he's 25 meters tall. That's bigger than Mount Lady. That's how I knew that technically he's bigger than Mount Lady because he said that. So Momo said, in all our lessons, we were never taught to turn our back to the enemy. So everybody like, damn straight. And we'll fight and stand, you all. Don't waste your breath. And then pretty much, Momo at the end of the chapter said, prepare to engage the enemy. So because everybody knows Momo's quirk is creation. So she can create stuff with the more skin that she exposed. And pretty much. By her clothes, she can produce some pretty powerful powerful stuff, but she got exposed more skin. She didn't take off nothing this time, so calm down for those people who are mad that she had to expose skin because in today's world, for some reason, in the Western, like, women can't seem to be beautiful. They have to be manly like me. <laughs> but anyway, I digress from that. Hey, so pretty much my prediction for this chapter is that for the next chapter is that Momo's going to create something that is going to work and they're going to be able to slow him down and stop him for, for the, for the brief time. Then it's going to flash to, to Shigaragi and Deku and Bakugo and everything like that. Because if you remember, Shigaragi is after all for, well, no, I mean one for all. And then, because all for one, which I've been saying it wrong the whole time, then I realized that because all for one is Shigaragi now, and one for all is Deku, and so Shigaragi is trying to take back all for I mean one for all, so he's after Deku, and he, the crazy fact is that he can spot wherever all for one I mean one for all is at, so Deku life is pretty much in danger for the most part. And I feel like Deku's going to have to keep moving. He can't stay. Now, my prediction of how this whole little climax series is, and I wouldn't even say climax series. I think I agree with people with this is going to be a post-skip. I think the heroes are going to lose because Deku is not there yet. Um, Shigaragi is stronger than Endeavor, who is the number one hero in everything. He can easily overpower uh, Endeavor. And pretty much... It's just not looking good for our heroes. And the hero's going to have to figure out something to do. 
and quick or else it's going to be game over for everybody. So they might actually lose and then the school might be taken to the U.S. and go somewhere else until they're ready to take back Japan or something. I don't know what's going to happen, it, it, but I'm going to tell you this right now. This is I'm, My Hero Academia is not supposed to be finishing. I haven't heard anything or any news about it. this being its climax. So for the way this chapter feels and how it's heading, it's not looking good for the team. That's all I'm going to say. The team might actually fail and villains might actually win, which we will start seeing like grave, like just people being enslaved. I don't know what the villains real cause are. Villains are weird to me in, in any series because they want to destroy the world. But want someone to rule the world. But if you destroy the world, you really want to kill yourself. And it's weird. I don't know. But anyway, that's it for that chapter. It's another good one. I, I truly enjoy reading My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Super and now God of High School. So these are all great mangas that you guys should check out and read if you haven't read anything. I think uh, God of High School have over like 400-something chapters, and I'm only on chapter 40-something. So, yeah, it show you where I'm at and everything like that. Now, before I leave, your boy's going to be gone for three weeks. This one is going to be one of the podcasts that I produce. The next podcast that I produce will be, I will start a new series that I will call it. And it's, I'm going back from 2010 to 2020. Each year is going to have its own podcast or some, if it's short, will have the same year. So I'm starting off with 2010 and pretty much I'm going to go talk about the anime that I, hence, I enjoy. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I've been doing my research of which anime came out around that time and when I watched it and everything like that. So be on the lookout. I promise to you guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. You might agree with me. You might not agree with me. It just all depends on what you like. So, but until next time, peace.